0: Hello, my friends, this is Andy with The Andy Falco Show, coming to you live from California, and uh, a little bit late. I had to put a little bit of marinade and salt and pepper on my steak so that I could make it uh, shortly after my broadcast. It was very, very important that I do that. <laughs> so I got a little late start here. Hey, um, uh, I'm going to try to keep this show... Under an hour. Uh, I know, I know I get uh, not complaints from uh, you that are watching, but some people like, oh, I would watch your show, but it's so long. I know I just get going. You guys have great comments. I am not discouraging you from commenting, commenting right now is the way that you support me. Uh, and so anytime you could comment, say, hi, say you're wrong, say you're right, say whatever, uh, have any questions about what I'm talking about, please, please comment. Again, that is the way that, uh, the show gets shared, uh, and gets pushed out so everybody else can see it. Um, but I'm going to be talking about, uh, I'm just wondering if you've given up on, on Law & Order because it just, there's a, it depends. I, I'm going through a little bit of, um, uh. I don't want to say bipolar because that sounds really bad. But some days I'm thinking, man, we're going to, gosh, we're going to get this country back on. Americans are all with me. And I'm I'm getting lots of comments. I'm getting lots of private messages. I'm getting... Uh, people that are um, uh, subscribing i 'm getting new friend requests from people that uh, you know that I obviously don't know and i 'm having to look at their their pages and their patriots and their're americans and i can and i approve them and, and really enjoying get to know some people i've gotten to know a few people really well lately uh, having some really cool conversations about a lot of different stuff and so um, I get encouraged by that but then i you know i I have to stay current with what 's going on in the news and and then I get discouraged. Uh, by everything I see. <laughs> and it is like, you've got to be kidding me. Even I'm just so pissed off at, at everybody, Republicans and independents and Democrats. And and I know there are patriots out there. I know there are Americans left, uh, but Democrats have, have obviously less left this country. They want nothing but to destroy this country. Um, you got these radicals, radical radicals. Uh, you're, you're not even radical left. You got because they're all part of the same ilk, right? They're all so part of the same party. Now Democrats will say, "Well, we really don't believe in what they're doing," and then they follow and do nothing about what it is they're doing, right? Uh, you have uh, people like Nancy Pelosi and uh, others, uh, Schumer, and um, uh, gosh, I don't know why I always forget the guy that used to be kind of really big fat guy, and now he's not as fat, but he's still kind of a, a, a wet. Uh, 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 a soup sandwich is what we like to call it in law enforcement. Um, uh, uh, I had his name and I just lost it. Anyway, um, that they put forward this bill in the Senate and then Nancy tells everybody over in the Senate, uh, you know, to not vote on it uh, and Schumer and they, they, they say some really stupid stuff. Right. Uh, and then you got Tim Scott saying, but we'll give you any, uh, you know, and I know that I mentioned this before. And but I'm just kind of rehashing it. But it, it just really shows you that they speak out of, you know, one side of the, 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 the face. Right. And say this. And then on the other side, uh, they completely do what they said they're not doing. And they are just ridiculous human beings, all of them. And they're all the same. I put them all together: Democrats, BLM, um, uh, leftists, uh, Antifa. They're all they're all together. They're all supporting one or the other, and it's just so. Not going well. So let me get to my sponsors here really quick. First of all, um, uh, I just put up a post uh, earlier today. I've lost nine pounds in the last three weeks and five pounds in the last couple of days. And so, um, and it's not because I'm not eating. I'm eating. I'm, I'm telling you, I just got a, uh, to ribeye steak uh, and I got some eggplant. I'm going to fry. And uh, and then I got a salad with some um, really good uh, dressing that goes along with it. What I have for lunch? Oh, I had a, 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 a carnitas burrito. Uh, probably shouldn't have eaten the whole carnitas burrito. But... With all that, um, I still am losing weight. And uh, and so I would go to todayshappycoffee.com. Uh, I will message you. I've gotten a ton of messages lately from people asking specifically, okay, I need to know how you're losing weight. And, uh, and it's only because I don't, I, I hate it when I get up to about 200 pounds. Um, I am not that tall. So being in that area tells me that I'm getting a little bit out of shape. Now I do go to the gym a lot. I have put on some weight because of my, me going to the gym, but there is still some of that, that it has to do with uh, weight that can be lost in, in regards to fat. And so, uh, but I, I, I want to get down to about 180 is my goal, but I don't want to look like I'm dying either. But uh, this uh, product here has been, I think it's a game changer. I can't make any guarantees for you, but for me, I'm telling you, there's lots of testimonials uh, of people that are doing the same thing. I'm drinking a little bit of their coffee, and then there's another drink that I drink in the afternoon called um, uh, Zest, and uh, it is fantastic. But uh, those of you that want to know more about it, I'll send you a video and uh, a link that you can go check it out. All right. CBD. I don't have my CBD bottle anywhere, uh, but uh, CBD has changed my life. Two years I started taking CBD. It, it Virtually for me, again, I can only make claims for myself and tell you that coincidentally when I started taking it, it's completely changed my knife, life. I've had some uh, issues with high blood pressure all of my life. I've had uh, anxiety and depression through PTSD from uh, the shooting I was in, and some kids that were that died while I was, um, you know, responding to some calls, and a, a large number of other things, and uh, a couple of head injuries from some major car crashes, uh, in pursuit, uh, you know, of of really bad people, uh, and uh, and some bad things happen in those pursuits, and so all of that catches up to you, right? And so uh, after my retirement and when those issues began to really take hold, um, I didn't know what I was gonna do and I thought I was gonna be on pharmaceuticals for the rest of my life, I started taking CBD. And for me, again, the coincidence is uh, I, I don't have that have to be on any pharmaceuticals. Things are fantastic. I've never been healthier. So for me that, and then the rest of the products over at Viseo, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world, uh, has some great products. So those are my sponsors, uh, that I would love for you to visit. All right. So, uh, I, I really want to know, I, I'm, I'm bringing this to you. I, I want to know if you've giving up on law and order, because really it's going to take some voices, uh, to your representatives in your city state, uh, in, you know, in, in, Whatever, uh, whatever it is, city council, uh, mayors, if it has to do with uh, you know, senate uh, senators, uh, congressmen, you got to begin. I've been writing and saying, let's get this under control. We need to really begin to get law and order under control because it's the loss of law and order that's causing most of the major issues that are going on in our country right now. If we can get law and order, then we can vote on the things we don't like. Pulling down a statue, um, you know, spray painting, spray painting the statue and writing "f you" and "f cops" and "kill cops" and "cops are devils" and all the things they're writing is. Not good. We got, you know, it's out. It's getting to a point where we are going to get to a point of no return. Uh, I've seen some videos, and this is why I was a little uh, disgruntled today and not very happy. Hey, Loretta, nice to see you. Um, uh, Yeah, it it is a little bit of a roller coaster. It is like one day I'm perfectly fine, the next day, bah. You know what the hell's going on in our country? Thank you, uh, Chuck, for referring Gerald to come and watch. And uh, Andrew, nice to have you. Chicago almost has it. Is uh, Chicago is is in trouble. Chicago is in trouble. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota is in trouble. Baltimore has always been in trouble. Uh, LA, San Francisco, big, big trouble. And the only people that these uh, politicians are listening to are, you know, I want to believe that it's still a very small percentage of our country. Right. We got millions of people who live in that country, and we're seeing this, uh, this, uh, uh, you know, this very narrow look at these little pockets of cities where people are rioting and throwing bottles. I just saw another one in New York. It's still happening on a daily basis, where they're they're throwing bottles and attacking police, and the police are retreating. What the hell is going on? when did this become a thing? Chuck Knight and I were cops together in uh, Anaheim, and I hope Chuck doesn't mind me uh, uh, calling him out, <laughs> I should ask first, but uh, he and I, and again, i uh, he was a much better cop than I was, but, uh, and one of my mentors and somebody that I really looked up to as a young cop and young canine handler, as he was uh, one of the canine handlers that I looked up to coming into that program, he was a president of the Orange County Police Can- Canine Association, I followed up and I became president of the, uh, the Orange County Police Canine Association, but We would go to every call with everything we had, everything. I remember Chuck and I showing up at calls and our brakes being on fire. Literally, I am not making that up. Maybe if Chuck's on and he wants to to support that comment, that we would arrive at a call and our wheels would be on fire. I am not kidding you. That's how hard we would drive to a call where there's people shooting at each other, people fighting with each other. If there's rioting in the street, no matter what it is, we, and not, we weren't the only ones. I'm not just saying it was only Chuck and I. <laughs> I mean, a bunch, we would get there and we would get out of our cars and we would try to figure out how is it that we stop this madness now? It, does somebody need to go to jail? Does somebody need to be ticketed? Does somebody need to be saved? Does somebody need to be rescued and pulled out of a situation? And we did not take, I, I can't think of many calls throughout my career that we didn't take with gusto. Now, sometimes you've been on a 12 and a half hour shift. It's 11 hours in and you get a call and you're going, Oh, really? (laughs) But something would kick in. I don't know what it is. Thanks, Chuck. I don't know what, what it would kick in, but there'd be something that would kick in that we would go, all right, this is our job. And we would go, right? Even on the days that I didn't feel like I had it all there, right? We all have those days that we don't wanna go to work. But even on those days, there's something that kicked in that we knew that we were the difference between somebody living and somebody dying. That there was a difference, but we could be the difference on a child not having a parent. That there was something that we could do that may help somebody with whatever problem they were going with. And, and it was something that just really kicked in. And I don't understand when I'm watching these cops retreating in New York. Now, and again, I'm, understand, I'm telling you, just don't go to work, right? If you are not being supported by your government, if you're not being supported by your mayor and your city council, all that kind of stuff, then you can't go to work because th- this is the problem as police officers, this is our problem, is that we can't not respond to a call. We can't not go and try to save somebody's life. These cops are going to where there's rioting, but they get there and they're thinking, shit, You know, we're taking, you know, we can't get out of our cars. We can't get the shields. If we put our things on and we get out there, then they're going to take pictures of us. If we have to punch somebody, if we have to hit somebody with a stick, if we have to spray somebody with OC, we are going to get arrested. We are going to lose our jobs. So it's, there's this weird, and I'm trying to, I've been trying to think of a comparison all day long where you, you start to go and then you realize, man, if I go, then I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose it all. My pension. I'm going to lose um, what used to be a, a decent-paying job. Um, I'm going to lose so much stuff, and they're now now they're in this conundrum. Don't ask me how to spell conundrum, but they're they're in a conundrum that now they have this desire and need and feeling that they got to go, but now they're just getting hammered and called, you know, names like you wouldn't believe, and I, I can't use obviously any of the names. Sorry, um, but. The only thing that's going to make the difference is if you, you guys watching that aren't cops um, that will, that need to get a hold of these people. If it's Gil that it, you know, check out me out yesterday. If it's, um, uh, you know, a, a certain Senator or Congressman that you may know and say, all right, listen, I've been watching what's going on in our city. I've been watching what's going on in our state. I've been watching what's going on in, um, uh, you know, this region of our, of our particular cities, Seattle, whatever. And it's just going to take, Uh, uh, phone calls. It's going to take driving to the city hall and knocking on the door and saying, all right, listen, I've been watching what you are not doing. What are you going to do? At what point are you going to decide that this is the day? Two people have been shot at Chaz, Chop or whatever it's called. And you can't have this. You have people that have businesses there and they are afraid for their lives. And they're now sleeping inside their businesses with shotguns because you won't send the police. At what point do we need to now really care about law and order and show our government officials, which is so stupid to call somebody, because they're so stupid. There's some of the dumb ones. This, again, I, I talked about this too, that, that they've finally been exposed for how stupid they are, that they cannot do anything else in the world, any other job, that somehow they found a way to become a politician and now Now we have to find out how stupid they are at this point in time when they could not make a decision. They are, none of them are are any of those people that would go towards gunfire. They would never go into a situation where they might die, ever, these people. Yes, that's the people that you want in power. You got guys like Dan Crenshaw with one eye would go into a gunfight, right? He would still walk into a fire unarmed with a knife in his teeth and go rescue somebody with one eye. Those are the people that we need as politicians, not these Dimwits, like what's I don't even know the mayor's name in Seattle. She would never, right? You got the, the the Dimwits in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're they're defunding the police. They voted to defund the police, but yet they've hired armed security because they don't feel safe. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? So the, the people that can afford security, they cannot have police, but they can take the money that's being paid by the people's taxes in that city. And they can, uh, you know, what is it, $3,000 a day, I think is what they're charging. But they can have to, uh, you know, security that they're paying $3,000 a day. Do, do you not ever want to just walk into that city hall and then grab them by the neck and say, Are you effing kidding me? Get the police funded, start hiring people, bring back some of those people that, that retired because you're an idiot, and let's get uh, things under control. Let's get some law enforcement in here. And, and it's going to start with, um, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the next guy, right? They don't want to be the next guy that gets arrested or gets fired. Absolutely, Um, and so it's—I don't know. I wish I knew uh, how to convince you. Um, And again, I'm not yelling at you, or uh, you know, I'm not trying to put any (laughs) undue pressure on you. Watching this, going, what are you talking to me for like this? I, I mean, maybe an email, make a phone call, go to the city hall and say, listen, this is not happening in our city. I want you to arrest the very first person who decides that they're gonna jump on the uh, podium, not the podium, the uh, pedestal or whatever it is that holds up a statue and starts to wrap a rope around. And at the moment they do that, they're gonna be arrested for trespassing, malicious mischief and and inciting a riot and hook them up immediately. Do not wait until five more people get on there. Don't wait until they pull it down and say, well, they're just just telling us how they feel about their feelings, right? We don't, no, no, the moment, that they trespass. The moment they begin to commit malicious mischief, the moment they begin to to incite a riot is the moment you arrest them. We have all these laws in place. It is no longer a peaceful protest. What the Republicans in certain states did during the shutdown and they wanted things opened up, when they went there and stood in front of city hall with flags and a microphone and a megaphone and said, we want to go back to work. We want to cut hair again. We want to serve people in restaurants. That's called a peaceful protest, whether they're right or not. You, can, you know, you can write, "Well, no, they're getting people killed." Because shut up. I'm talking about the difference between a, a peaceful protest. That was a peaceful protest, right? In places where they, uh, you know that that they that they went out there and stood and and marched and held up signs and had flyers, but did not destroy any property. That is called a peaceful protest. When you begin to throw Molotov cocktails, when you begin to throw bottles of, of whatever liquid that may be in there, urine uh, that I've heard, um, fecal uh, matter I've heard them throwing. I've heard them um, you know, taking you know, the bricks have, that have been delivered by Antifa and piled up in a nice little pile next to where the riots are taking place, that they're there uh, as weapons to throw. The, those are the things that people need to be arrested for. Inciting a riot, trespassing, um, uh, disturbing the peace. Um, malicious mischief. There's a whole bunch, uh, 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 assault and battery. Don't wait until it becomes aggra- uh, you know, aggravated assault or uh, felonious assault, whatever it is your city calls it. You, you, you arrest them for the minor things now, drinking in public, if that's even the thing, drunk in public. Um, there's so many. Again, I, I'm looking, I keep looking at Chuck's name because I just think of all the stuff all the calls we went to together, all the things that we did and we, and I just can't imagine, I, I just, I don't, I can't imagine being a police officer right now, but it's really not their fault, right? And I, I'm not trying to blame the cops because they are being told not to go into certain cities. If you saw the uh, video of the, the, the couple that own a home in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, that um, they, the house is within a gated community and they had rioters come in and bust down the gate to the gated community and begin to march towards their house and tell them that they were going to kill them and kill their, their kids and kill their dog. And they got out a um, some type of assault riot, rifle, and he was standing there with his rifle. And they called the cops, but the cops wouldn't come. It's because the cops are told not to come. That I think it's either a Republican governor there or, or mayor. I can't remember which one it is. But you have a Republican in, in, in that area, right? And he's not doing anything. That's why I don't, it's not, a, it's no longer just about Democrats being idiots. We already know they're idiots. We have a few Republican morons that are also not wanting to do anything because they're afraid of how it's going to look. No, go in there. Every one of those people could have been arrested for trespass because they were on private property. It's a gated community. They could have been there for inciting a riot because they threatened to kill or terrorist threats. They threatened to kill the people and their their children and their dog. They could have been arrested for those things, but nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Bo- I, 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 you know, I, I haven't heard anything about go- anybody raising a hell over at City Hall saying, "Are you kidding me?" You, you allowed these, 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 these people to walk in and bust down a gate and threaten to kill residents. The residents had to arm themselves because you didn't send the police. Wh- what kind of world are we living in? Uh, is this the kind of world you want to live in? You're going to have to decide. It is the people. Of this country, they're going to have to decide whether they want law and order, and that is just where it is. This is where we. Be, this is where it has become uh, to this point. If we wait much longer, it is going to get ugly. Uh, I definitely. I bought a few more guns myself. I've, I've taken my kids out to, to get them, you know, prepared on how to shoot and how to how to load the weapons and you know how to take care of themselves. The older children, not the young ones, um, and made sure that they. Republican governor, thank you, Chuck. Uh, I knew it was uh, one of those. But he's, he said nothing, he did nothing, nothing. Nothing was done. And um, it, it, so it's, 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 it's because people are afraid of the, again, I wanted to tell you that it is a small percentage of our country. I am convinced that there's a larger percentage of our company that still believe in America, that still believe in law and order. And there's whatever reason, just being silent. They're thinking that they have to not, they can't say anything. Right, I tell you all the time that I get messed with people all the time. I can't believe you're saying the things you're saying. Aren't people like canceling you? Aren't people mad at you? I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't, I don't cancel anybody. I love my Democrat friends that are on my page. And every so often they'll put something on this very stupid. Because it gives me more like, it, because it's always the same stuff. Somehow it's always back to Trump. And I, and I will always come back again. It's this, this isn't a Trump thing. He's only been in power for three and a half years something like that three, uh, three and a half years. Uh, and all of these things are happening in the 20 worst cities in our country, the 20 worst cities with the worst crime are all democratic run and been democratic run for decades. And that has been going on for many, many years. So this isn't a double Donald Trump issue as much as you want to make it a Donald Trump issue, but it's not. All these things are happening in your cities, Democrats. Your mayors could have controlled the police departments that you believe are out of control. You could have not. You could have put in policies that said, hey, this guy in Minneapolis who has 18 complaints against him. You know, at some point, we probably should have looked at maybe firing him. (laughs) The mayor could have went to the chief. Hey, I want to take a look at all the officers that have complaints. Any officer that has three or more complaints um i want to take a look at them i want to put a, together a panel and i want to decide where we're at on all this kind of stuff what kind of complaints they are how uh, serious were the allegations any of them call it were uh you know excessive use of force let's take those and we'll investigate those first the other ones that have to do with procedural stuff uh, maybe not doing something fast enough not responding fast enough not giving enough tickets whatever it is right those will save but any of the officers that have more than you know three Um, and make it two. I don't care what you make it. Make it one. I don't care. But the mayor, a Democratic mayor, Democratic city council, Democratic governor in that area, none of them have taken care of this problem that allowed an officer to have 18 or more um, use of force complaints, and they did nothing about it. Again, that's not Donald Trump's fault, but you want to somehow make it his fault. Right. Nancy Pelosi said that it's Donald Trump's fault that George Floyd was murdered. She literally said that. She said that to all the Republican senators, that it's their fault that George uh, um, uh, Floyd was murdered. Literally said that more than once and didn't apologize for it. It is not his fault. You understand that all of this is happening because they are horrible politicians and make horrible decisions. And it is very clear now to people that you do not want the country run by any one of like they have run any of these 20 cities. You understand that that's what this is all about. And you understand that if Donald Trump wore a mask, that the Democrats would then say, what an idiot for wearing a mask. It is the worst thing you could possibly do. It's bad for your health. It's not really something that's going to help, but he's he look at him wearing a mask. Look how stupid he is wearing a mask. That it doesn't matter whether he wears a mask. You understand that, right? Now, there's I can't wait for the comments from the Democrats that uh, still follow me that are still on my page. Oh, no, that's not true. No, you understand that if Donald Trump wore a mask, you would all of you Democrats, all of the media, everyone would tell us how horrible an idea it is that he's wearing a mask and expects us to what we're not going to wear one um, uh, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is, you know, hydroxychloroquine, you know, he mentioned it and now it became the worst drug on the planet. It's the most dangerous drug on the planet. Have you ever watched a commercial about a pharmaceutical and watched all the things that it will kill you for? And the one thing it helps you for, they talk about for 10 seconds, right? I mean, that, this is how ridiculous that the arguments are that when he brings up hydroxychloroquine, Right, and they say, "Oh, but it, it, there, there's people will die of heart attacks. People will die of all this stuff. It is, it's going to kill him." And they're like, act like they care. They care whether to kill him or not. But now it's become a big thing that they think it'll kill him. Every pharmaceutical. That that is advertised in television fixes one little tiny thing, but causes all kinds of other problems. So that <laughs> it is, that was the, the the most ridiculous argument that I heard. But yet everybody ran with it and thought that was an important thing to run with, and it's a ridiculous thing, right? So you understand all of this that's going on. This uh, 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 the, the riding on the street is is all the uh, all the left Democrat uh, liberal issues coming to roost because they know they, number one, they have a candidate that's basically brain dead. They all know that. Uh, they know that they can't afford for him to actually speak for longer than maybe 10 seconds on any issue because he'll say something stupid. And they know that now it's being exposed that they are all as dumb as rocks and that every city that they run is a miserably horribly run city that no matter how much money you give them because you give de Blasio millions of dollars, him and his wife, millions of dollars to run a social program and they cannot show you where any of that money went other than 50 women who have postpartum depression. And that's where millions of dollars went to those 50 women. That's as as much as you get out of your 50, uh, I don't know how many millions of dollars, 50 something million dollars, 150 million dollars, whatever it was, it was a large amount of money, way more, and they can't account for it. Uh, And you think, by defunding the police and giving them another billion dollars, you think they're going to do anything about the educational uh, programs within those cities? No. Do you think they're going to do anything to help um, you know, families uh, with um, the, the fatherless issue, which is one of the most important things in regard to keeping uh, people out of jail as they get older from children? Children growing up without a father are 70 times more likely to end up in prison. Do you think any of that money will go towards that to figure out what is it we can do To at least keep them, they may not be able to stay married, but at least we can figure out a way to encourage fathers to be fathers to their children or put in in programs where they have, um, you know, big brother programs. Those things have worked, I think, over the years. If they haven't, then just find another thing, right? Have they put any money towards that since that's one of the bigger issues? Illiteracy uh, in these schools and all these Democrat run cities is an issue. It is the combination of being fatherless and illiterate is what's causing most of people to turn to crime. But they wanted to fund the police, which has no history or systemic racism, none whatsoever. No study has ever shown that, ever. right? But yet they get on television and tell you there is a systemic racism problem within police departments, and there's not. nothing. There's nothing to show that that's true. Um, uh, police officers, white police officers killing black men is not a, 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 a an epidemic. Because only uh, nine unarmed black uh, out of fifty um, uh, uh, unarmed people that were killed, only nine of them were black, and most of them, maybe one or two, was not. But most of them were aggressors. The the the, the uh, suspects who were shot and killed were aggressive, right? And and there was no the officer had no choice but to use his weapon. But yet you're trying to make all of this that's going on right now about this, what people have been saying is this horrific police situation, when you're not looking at the horrific crime issue, the shootings that are happening in each one of these cities, that you're not looking at that. You're not looking at the six children that were killed over the weekend or over the last couple of weeks, right? The 20-month-old, the three-year-old that were shot in Chicago and in New York, right? You're not, you don't care about those people. You don't care why that's still happening in those cities that never gets brought up, right? That's not the bigger issue. But somehow the cops, which is a very m- little s- sliver of of racism, I, 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 it's hard to even find the racism in law enforcement. But the black on un- black crime is slapping you in the face, like a like a, a, a mad mother with a you know that caught you you know eating cookies when you should. Right? That that is, is so that is that is sitting there right in your face and you're doing nothing about it. That's the bigger problem in curing both those things. You know, I love the statue thing and I'm gonna get off the subject because I get so crazy about that other stuff and I know, but I, I think about the, the the pulling down of the statues and the things that are going on with all that, that we're you know, destroying our history and it'll not stop, right? It'll not solve anything. I, I always, I, I always wanna say, so, okay, let's say we went and we pulled down every statue in the United States of America. Would that solve your problem? Would that solve the problem of whatever it is that you feel that you're a victim of? Whoever you are, whether you're black, Mexican, all the white people. its mostly white people pulling down the statues, by the way. Um, But would that solve whatever it is that you're angry about, whatever whatever you feel like you're being victimized? If we pulled them all down, would that now make you not a victim? The answer is no. Would um, destroying our history and changing the name of this country to something else, would that make you happy? No, because people enjoy being a victim. People enjoy not knowing shit. People enjoy not being educated because it's not, it's, it's easy, right? It really is easy. And I, I bring this up sometimes about homelessness and I know that this is another thing that gets me a lot of bad press sometimes is that, is that some people are just lazy. They're just lazy. And the most of the people that are running right now, I am convinced are the lazy in our community who just want shit for free, right? The AOCs of the world and the rest of her ilk, right? They just want, you know, we just need to give you all stuff for free. And uh, you, all you rich people are horrible people. I mean, why else would you die, uh, go down? Why would you riot in Beverly Hills and say, eat the white people? If you weren't, if you just were just like, you just want their shit for free. You know, most of those people, they, they're kind of crazy too but at least they did some work for their money. At least they did something, at least they had a talent. You pulling down the statues, you complaining about being a victim um, and and living as a victim is because you are too lazy to get up off your ass and stop being a victim. You're you 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 have created your victimization. You're living in, in a victim world that you're hoping somebody will just pick you up and save you and give you money for being a victim. That's not gonna happen. It'll never happen. We could give you today a hundred thousand dollar, you Mr. and Mrs. Victim, and uh six months from now, you will still be a victim and you will go, you will be broke. Because it's not about giving you free shit. You are used that free crap and you will go back to being a victim. You'll go back to being broke. You'll, be going, you'll go back to being a whiner and you go back to blaming everybody else for your problem. That, that is the truth. That, that is a very much a fact that none of this will ever make you happy. Tearing down the statues, getting stuff for free, Uh, until you decide that you don't wanna be a victim anymore, until you decide that you wanna actually work for a living, that you decide that you want to actually learn and become educated so that you can create something of your own and create your own business that takes work. It'll take you getting up off your ass and stop playing video games. That's what it'll take. pulling down the statues, uh, 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 ending our history, changing the the name of the country, building your own country, uh, uh, chop and chaz, uh, you know, we we saw just, you got bored within a week of two weeks, however long it's been, how long has it been that Chaz Chop has been around, that you got, you got, you got bored within a week, you tried to plant some plants, and you did a horrible job, right, you tried to build a garden, and y'all over there, you could not even build a garden, right, you go, oh, you could, there's YouTube videos, right, you didn't think to look on YouTube how to build a garden, because that was not a garden that we would build, and I'm, and I would love to see a picture of how that garden looks today. I would <laughs> love to see what that looks like. And what did you do? You know, you, you hear Democrats and you know, all of those people in Chaz and we're all Democrats, right? You hear them complain about, you know, Donald Trump talking about a wall. The first thing you did was build a wall, right? So you're already, uh, you know, hypocritical on that issue. And then um, you thought, well, this is going to be and The the says this is going to be just a peaceful thing. And then you had shootings, you had people beating each other with bats. You had uh, people stealing from each other, and then you found out, hey, we need police <laughs> because now people are shooting each other. Right? It all comes. You go, oh man, this is all much harder than I thought. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't a good idea, but you know, you're you you do not want to give in, right? And I know I'm going on a rant here, but you, again, it's it's you figured it out that this is running a country is not easy. That you need a wall, that you need law enforcement, you need law and order, that you need um, uh, medics that you need uh, uh, laws and you need things to happen that will make peace between the different people that are there that you're not all gonna agree ever. You saw them fighting about decision-making early on. It was right on video. That's why they didn't want anybody to videotape inside there because everybody was arguing about who's in charge, who's not in charge, who's gonna do what, who's gonna allow the mayor to come in or the police to come in. There was no agreement anywhere because why you need a council, right? You need people to, to uh, you need rules, you need laws, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it didn't take long for them to figure that all out, but they're not willing to give up yet. And they're hoping that something will change. Uh, you know, and then the one last thing I talked about this the other day is that the history uh, that we have in our world, in our country, is extremely important to everyone always to know the good and the bad that's happened in this country, that's happened in our world. And the reason I know this is a fact for sure, although I'm not Jewish, but my dad my dad fought in World War II. Uh, he uh, was uh, in, in one of the um, uh, in the army. He was in one of the you know the the uh, the brigades, I guess it's called. I'm not sure. <laughs> I wasn't in the army in the brigade, brigade brigades that went through and liberated. Uh, one of the concentration camps. I can't remember if it was Auschwitz or one of them, but he he came through and helped get the prisoners, get them on, you know, get some medical attention, get some other stuff. And and he he didn't talk about it very much, but he said it was not, it was horrific, right? And so five six years ago, I was out buying police dogs in Europe. I was in uh, the Slovak Republic uh, buying some dogs, and I had a chance, uh, had a day, a couple of days off, and had a day off to drive to Poland and went to Auschwitz uh, to see uh, what Auschwitz was like. And I got to tell you. That if you are going to tear anything down because it is a history in our a world that is that was filled with evil and destruction and death, right? Slavery was a horrible thing. Um, what was done to some slaves uh, for punishment was a horrible thing, but but the millions of people in Auschwitz that were just just exterminated as. Uh, you know, and again, I think in some cases, much like slavery, but just exterminated and looked at as less than human beings um, in the millions. And it wasn't until I went to Auschwitz and saw how huge it is. It is it is the size of one of our states. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure like um, I want to say, you know, Rhode Island or something like that. I mean, it is, it is huge. as far as you can see, the fence goes down on one end. I think it's Auschwitz two. And then Auschwitz one is all these buildings and it's it's massive to house all those thousands of people. And I just want to tell you that I'm gonna try not to get emotional because it's the the most important thing that I've done in my life, I think on some aspects is going to Auschwitz and and understanding and feeling what it's like to be there and seeing the evil uh, that existed and praying that it never happens again, but understanding that it exists that it was there, and reading the placards that describe where things were done, the the piles of hair still there at Auschwitz, piled high up to the ceiling in one of the rooms, the piles of shoes that are still there, the piles of luggage with people's names written on them, with trinkets and things that are laying out in the silver and the stuff, and all this was laid out, was still in the rooms, piled to the ceiling. The gas chambers that still exist where they that the body would fit in the, in the sliding, um, uh, I don't know the, the thing that they would push them in to, to burn their bodies so that they you know they, they would then turn to ash after they gassed them. The gas room that still exists to be in there to fill that death is by far one of the most important things that needs to still exist. if you' if there's anything that should be turned down based on what your belief is, Democrats, that it's just because it's bad or because that person was bad or because they did something bad or because of who they were, then it should be Auschwitz. But no, it needs to stand. It needs to exist and should never be touched and never destroyed. Much like some of the bad things that happened in our country, right? We came here and we took the land from the Indians. We, we had slaves shipped here and we, some of them were lynched and some of them were um, uh, hung and whipped and that kind of stuff. All of that happened. But to destroy that, I think, is, is taking away some, a lesson that needs to be learned. To maybe take some of the statues and move them and do it not in a way where you're tearing them down in a riot atmosphere and burning the flag as you're doing it, I think is just that is the most horrendous. Burning our flag is one of the most horrendous things a human can do here in the United States. American, an American should never be a part of burning our flag, especially on the face of George Washington as it was up in, in the state of Washington. And destroying that in that manner is just unacceptable. And uh, to and, and to not take and if it, if it's wrong that it's in a park, if it's wrong that it needs to be moved and put somewhere so that we have it, and say that man, although he fought for the uh, fought for the Confederacy, you know he he also had a family. He all ha- also had these things, and he believed that having slaves or fighting for the South was the right thing to do. Let's figure out. Let's talk about that. But what else was he? Right, he was a family man. He had, uh, you know, he provided, you know, a, a farm, but yet he had this one really bad thing that he did, and that was he owned slaves. Let's have a discussion about that and figure out why that is, so that we don't repeat it and have it happen again. And I, and I think it's, a, I think it's, it's a mistake. It's, it's unlawful. It's criminal to be doing what's, uh, what's being done because it won't stop at the statues. It's going to go to Mount Rushmore. It's going to go to the uh, Washington Monument, which is an iconic, right. Something about the Statue of Liberty. At, at some point, she was a you know it will find we'll find out she was a prostitute or something like that. I don't know. You know they'll be pulling down. Well, you know that was brought over from France and France are horrible people. They smell. They don't take showers. And so we're going to pull down the Statue of Liberty. I, it could be in anything, right? They pulled down a statue of of Sates. They pulled statues down of uh, Gandhi. They pulled statues down of uh, abolitionists. It won't stop at that, right? It's gonna it's gonna be or to just destroy. Our history, and if you're if if, Aus, if Auschwitz Auschwitz could do what it did for me and the hundreds, if not thousands, of people, I'm I'm sure it's thousands of people that visit it every year who go there and go, "Wow, this did happen. Look at this place. This place." You can feel the, the the evil in in the thickness, and to go there and go, wow! I that is this. It, I I can't even describe to you what it's, it's it did for me. It completely changed my life after I went to Auschwitz in so many different ways. And it's probably uh, meant for another show for me to go into that that depth on how that happened, but. The, it, This really is a a crazy time and we need to go back to law and order. The law and order I'm talking about is going back to the misdemeanors of trespassing, malicious mischief, um, assault and battery, um, inciting a riot and, you know, uh, and terrorist threats as we get up into the felonies. Right. But it starts with these minor laws to stop the rioting. Peaceful protesting can happen all day long, but until you, you really begin to, to, uh, take care of these people that are just doing stupid shit and not, lawfully protesting uh it we will continue it, it's going to get worse it, 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 there, we've seen that it's getting worse right we're now having shootings every day we're having people pro, you know protesting in private communities where the owners now have to protect themselves they're not trained law enforcement they have no arrest um uh powers arresting powers and they're sitting there with uh, automatic weapons protecting their property. That is not the way Americans are supposed to live. Law enforcement is in is in our country and it's they're well-trained, regardless of what you're hearing on the news, that we are, have, have always been well-trained to handle situations and to t- take control of situations and bring us back to law and order. And that needs to be done. And we have to begin by calling people uh, of power in our cities, in our states, uh, in our counties and get it taken care of. All right. Man, it's 42 minutes. I I was gonna go 30 minutes and I went too long. All right, let me just see what a couple of people have to say here. Carol, nice to see Carol, also from Anaheim Police Department. As a former board member of the Manassas uh, Park historical study, I am very sad about the destruction of it. I can't imagine um, how you feel uh, being uh, a board member there. I don't know. I've already said, I'm gonna get on another rat because I'm just going to go crazy with rat. Yeah. A whole bunch of slave owners signed it. Uh, George Washington. I mean, you're right. I mean, they, again, it will never stop because they're always going to find it. This is who we are. This is who our country is. This is what our, this is how our country was founded. That's just the way it was. There's nothing we can do about it ever, but it has turned into one of the greatest countries in the world. I saw people getting sworn in as American citizens today and how happy and gleeful and, and the kids were so, oh my gosh, dad, we're Americans now. I just saw the guy was from Pakistan, I think, or Afghanistan. He was going, I, I, I'm gonna, I now live in the greatest country in the world. While the country is burning today, while there's rioting in the streets, while people are saying cops suck, cops are you need to die, while that's all happening, he's still happy that he got sworn in as an American today and saying America is the best Country on the planet while all that is happening, that it's still better than the country that he lives in. Right? And is that, is that not tell you something that you still have people being sworn in as Americans today while many of our big cities are burning and under siege by Moronic Democrats? Right? Isn't that the shit? Right? I, just, I forgot that I watched that today. I just I, had a, I, I did. I actually teared up thinking, oh my God. Even with all this madness going on, we have people that are so happy. Sorry, I left your thing on there so long, Chuck. Um, even then, we have people that are, it's the greatest country in the world, right? We, again, I said this yesterday or the day before yesterday, we, ha- we give more to, to countries all over the world. We give to every country in the world, even our enemies when they have a disaster, if they have an earthquake, if they have a, a hurricane, our, our enemies are uh, the, the people, right? The people in the countries aren't our enemies it's the leaders in the countries that are enemies right and so we we know that right our leadership our good leadership the smart ones not the democrats but the smart ones understand that the people in those countries aren't our enemies right it's the leadership and some people in the in the army or in their in their military are our enemies right? those people um are, are the people that we need to protect ourselves from and to, and to arrest or shoot and kill. But the people that live in those countries, if there's a hurricane, if there's an earthquake, if there's some disaster that happens uh, in those countries, we respond like nobody's business. Because why? Because we're the best country on the planet and we aren't racist and we do love people and we do take care of people that are hurting all the time, every day. We have been known over the years to be the police for the other countries. They don't pay us, right? That's a problem, but we've been doing it for years. We've been the police and the protectors of countries, even our enemies for years, even our past enemies, we've come there and taken care of them. And so to say that our country is racist, to say that our country is all these things that it's not is just a ploy to distract you from other issues that are going on in our country. That's all it is right? We allow more people to become citizens in our country than probably any other country on the planet. And we invite them in and we, and once you, you, once you, you fill out the proper documentation and do it right. And we prove that you're not a murderer or you're not a rapist or all these other things, we gladly bring you into our country and swear you in as a citizen of our United States. We still do that today by the hundreds, if not the thousands every year. And somehow we are racist, and somehow we are the worst people on the planet. And again, that is not true. We let people that are Mexican. We let people that are Africans. We let people that are Haitians. We let people that are, uh, you know, uh, Syrians. We got we got all kinds of people in there. We are we are. I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose my mind. And this is my up and down roller coaster. Oh, I'm so sorry. There was a new one. I saw one coming here. We are at war without a shot being fired. Well, there are some shots being fired, but I get you. I understand. Uh, and yeah, they've uh, 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 Black Lives Matter has has admitted that they are a Marxist group, and again, their donations go to the Democratic Party. Right? We've we've discovered that that it's a Democrat wing. Uh, uh, under blue lives matter and they care nothing about the lives, black lives matter and they care nothing about the black community nothing it's a fraud it's a complete fraud because again I'm telling you they're attacking police which in the cities that need the police most are being affected by black lives matter and the shootings have gone up the homicides have gone up the crimes have gone up and all those cities since black lives matter has decided that they don't want cops and who are they affecting the most black lives Who are who are the people that are dying uh since Black Lives Matter has decided that they hate all cops, black lives so it is a complete fraud. none of the money that's being donated the millions and millions of dollars is going into any of the communities it's going into the democratic national convention uh honeypot is where it's going uh and you know nobody cares so what's the answer? Do we form militia and start taking out uh oh, you must have joined late crazy cozy <laughs> Uh, conservatives start becoming the minority and we can never get our areas back and that's good uh, absolutely well you got we got to vote number one we have to contact our uh, the police have to do it we need the police we are we are losing the police if we don't act now we are gonna have no police left because I'm telling you right now I have told the police uh, officers the individual saying I would not go to work tonight if I were you in certain cities now Anaheim I would say you're perfectly fine. Brea, perfectly fine. Fullerton, I think you're okay. Um, There's a lot of cities right now that you are perfectly fine going to work as a police officer. You will be supported by your city council for the most part. Um, There'll be a couple of lunatics, but uh, in cities like Seattle, in cities like Minneapolis, in cities like Chicago and New York and Baltimore, if you hurt somebody, you will be fired and you will go to jail. There, there's uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And I know that seems very strong for me to say, but I, I have not seen anything to prove me wrong. Uh, I, there, there's an officer that was arrested the other day with charge because he didn't take action. <laughs> so if you don't take action, you're arrested. If you do take action, you're arrested. There's no way of winning. It's an, it's an impossible situation in some of these cities for law enforcement. You should not go to work. Uh, you're, taking your, you're, you're You're taking a chance that you're going to be fired or you're going to be arrested. Because again, there's stories that I have read and I have seen with my own eyes that if you don't take action and somebody dies, you'll be arrested. And if you take action and somebody gets hurt or dies, you'll be arrested. It, it is impossible right now to do this job. Um, police work, I've always told you, is, is hardly ever pretty when it comes to force. Whenever we, we've had to use force, and I'm telling you, and Chuck, again, will probably support me on this and any other cop that's on here right now, will support me in that when you have to use force to take somebody to custody, it, custody, it's never pretty because our job is always to win. We always win. They take out a rock, we take out our gun. They take out a knife, we take out our gun, right? They take out a gun, we take out our, our two guns, right? We always come out well on top. We always have to come out with a greater weapon to overcome the weapon that they expose. They bring up fists, right? We bring up OC spray, a stick, a dog, whatever it is. We always use something more to quell the advance of their aggression, whatever that is. It's gotta be more. We have to take it one step up. And so we always win and that looks bad to some people. It looks perfectly fine to me. It looks perfectly fine to Chuck and Carol and some of the other people that have been in the law force. It always looks good. But when you have a, a slant that police are bad, if we win, it always looks bad. It, it, it's just, it's, it's impossible for a video to look good when you win in the manner that, that sometimes, sometimes we have to break things. Sometimes we have to hurt people. Sometimes there's blood. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, people have to go to the emergency room and we have to save their lives after we use whatever weapon we have to use. That is a fact. It never looks pretty. And it's never going to look pretty, ever. And, but that's what we're dealing with. There's no other way about it. You come up with another way and give, give us all nets or something like that. But even then, it'll look bad, right? We throw a net there. Oh, that's what they used to use in Africa to catch uh, slaves. It'll never, it'll never look good. It'll never be pretty. But we have to come back. What we can do to make it look better is start, and I'm still trying to answer Crazy Cozy's uh, uh, answer, is that you got to start with the misdemeanor crimes. There's nothing better than arresting people before it gets bad. And if you can arrest people for the little things, the misdemeanors of the trespassing, um, the um, and again, I throw in inciting a riot, the disturbing the peace, um, all of those things, if we take action quickly and take care of those things now, it, it doesn't get to the crescendo of a big, huge fireball of a police department on fire, or uh, you know, the uh, Molotov cocktails and all that kind of stuff, because you're stopping it before before the snowball gets too big you start you start by arresting people for the small stuff and it's got to start today today has to be the day that all law enforcement says okay from now on as soon as shit starts to happen we're going to start arresting people for everything that we have and we'll charge them for all of them not just one so if somebody throws a um, uh, some type of item that causes destruction and they're on private property and they are screaming so loud that it's disturbing somebody's peace, you're gonna arrest them for malicious mischief, trespassing, and disturbing the peace, and maybe inciting a right, if you can can add that on there, right? You're gonna arrest them for all those things. And that's how we're gonna solve this problem. Um, And then we need to get everybody together, tell everybody to vote, get them to to, um, register as Republicans. And we have to make people understand that you can live in a city like Chicago you can live in a city like Baltimore if you want, uh or Minneapolis with the Democrats. You can if you want to live as a Democrat, you have to stay, right? You can't leave. If you vote Democrat, you must live in the world that they've created, which is uh, horrendous because you see so many Democrats leaving New York and where are they go in, Florida, where are they go in Texas. Why? Because they are afraid for their lives living in a city where they voted Democrat and put leadership in, in charge. And they leave. And then they come and now they go, well, you know, I'm still a Democrat, so I'm still gonna vote Democrat. And now they infect you know Florida and Texas, but there, I, we need a bill that says if you vote Democrat, you have to live in that city uh, for the rest of your life. You cannot move out. So if you want to live as a Democrat, move to Chicago, move, move to New York, move to Seattle, move to Minneapolis. Stay there. Do not come to Arizona. Do not come to. We're going to turn. Or, we're going to turn um, Orange County back to red. Um, I feel strongly about that. Um, so don't come to Orange County because I I'm now. I'm not moving. I've decided, you know, because it's easy to move. Right? That's one of the easy to escape and go away. We just move. And I hear lots of friends of mine saying, "I'm not staying here." I have friends that live in Chicago. They say they're moving. I have friends in New York say they're moving. They can't take it any longer. Um, I'm not moving, um, uh, and I'm 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 hoping to change things back. So that was a really long answer to your aunt. Uh, 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 to your question, crazy cozy. All right, I'm gonna cook my steak. It's been marinating uh, not long enough, but I'm I'm hungry and have to cook my steak. Carol, thanks for joining, Jerry. Uh, I'll take a look at that link that you put on there. Uh, both botched George Floyd name. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You guys got to click on that. Yeah, they don't even know. See, they don't even care. That's how much they don't care. I know George Floyd's name, and I'm not there trying to to make a a law. With his name on it, right? They, they're trying to make a law and they put in, they, they make making a law and they they care so much and they're praying for everybody. But yet when they're, they're making a law that supposedly has a name on it, they can't remember his name. That's how stupid they are. That's how little they care about the black community, Black Lives Matter and everything else that's going on. Um, continue, uh, Communities in need and built houses and cleaned it up. I mean, improvements, et cetera, that would at least make people feel better, both the mob and the community. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine taking that. Imagine taking the money, the blue li- or blue. I keep going to Blue Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, taking all that money and really going in and cleaning up the community. Right. And really putting in some some things that will make them feel better about themselves and improve the schools and put things in. And I've talked about this, too. More money is put into um uh, uh poor communities, the schools in poor communities, more money is put into those, at least in California, that's the rule, that more money from the state is put into the schools that are in the lower income areas of our state, but yet they still have the lowest um, education, right? Here, where we live, the the PTA puts the money in for our school and we don't get the money from California that other schools get. Why? Because we're not in an underprivileged, underfunded uh, area. And so we, we have good things, but the parents pay for it. And again, that's kind of part of the thing, right? You got to figure out how it is that we're going to fix these communities that even money is not fixing, right? It, there, there's other things going on. There's just other things going on that maybe money, not just money is going to fix. You got to figure that out. And, they, and none of this of what's going on right now is going to fix that. Thank you, Ellen, uh, for that. Eileen, sorry, Ellen. Eileen for that thing. Uh, all right, one last thing. I'm going to look one more time. We are seeing a lot of that here. In Florida where I'm at. We've over we're over people coming from California. I'm so sorry. Thanks for the answer, Andy. Have a good night. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right, that's it, um, uh, thank you for joining me, thanks for uh, sharing, thank you for liking, thank you for commenting, thank you for all that stuff. If you could share this out, if you could subscribe, that will help. I'm hoping in the future this will become big enough that uh, you know I it, it could pro- probably do a little bit more with the show and uh, hire some people and, and do a little bit more uh, with this program. I'm getting great comments, I appreciate that. We'll get a lot more people watching on YouTube, like we have Crazy co- Crazy Cozy watching from YouTube, we have people from Twitter that are watching, Chuck Knight's watching on YouTube, thank you Chuck. Um, And uh, I saw some Twitter people on there, but I lost them now. Anyway, that's it. I appreciate that. Please share, subscribe, like, and comment. If you're watching the replay, also want you to comment. I will still see them and I appreciate you um, uh, commenting and doing all those things. Appreciate it very much. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.